Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And we are here on a bright oh. Sunday morning for me. It's so sunny. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, nine, it's almost 10 p.m. here in Singapore, and yet it's sunny. The sun is shining. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> President-elect Biden. Mm. Uh, are you calling over it? over the top. Yes. Yes, <sighs> I am calling it. I was All reluctant right. for so long because it was such a narrow victory, but now he is up by a little bit in so many different states. I'm calling it. I'm getting on board with the train here and saying, okay, President-elect Biden. Choo-choo. Oh. <laughs> aboard the Biden train. <laughs> nice. I like it. And of I course, like Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, uh, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, excuse me, who uh, is our Kamala, Kamala, first... Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Oh, now you're now you're starting to sound like that guy from the one Trump rally. Daughter of immigrants, uh, Indian and Jamaican. Um, uh, it's a good. Oh, it's a good oh, feeling. So good. So good. <laughs> it's been pretty stressful for the last four years. So this is this is feeling pretty good. I I gotta say. Um, and of particular interest to me from last night's speech that Biden gave, uh, I've got one little soundbite here that I, I particularly liked. It's time for our better angels to prevail. Tonight, the whole world is watching America. And I believe at our best, America is a beacon for the globe. We will not lead, we will lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. Now, I don't want to oversell U.S. leadership, um, but Hmm. I know that a lot of people abroad uh, are happy. (laughs) We are, man, and I think it's very fitting. I think it's very fitting by the power of your example. I think it is very fitting. I think people want to look to the U.S. Hmm. for an example, right? People want to look to the U.S. for inspiration, and I think it's uh, much easier to find that inspiration with someone like Biden. Yeah. Rather than yeah. someone like Trump at the helm, really. And I think, um, so I just want to play you just a compliment where you just uh, mm. played. I want to play you a little soundbite uh, spoken by our favorite uh, communist in chief. Well, George, to me, uh, this election was about many, many things. But the most significant thing was about whether or not we end the pathological lying in the White House and we end the danger of losing our democracy and the rule of law in our country. And thank God, it appears that we're going to end that danger. That's it, right? That's really yes. it. Yes. We end the pathological lying. We end the danger to the free democracy. I think that's really, those are two key points. I think it's just outrageous that someone can just spread complete untruths for four years and even after the election results came in, um, spread nothing but lies and untruth uh, and get away with it, right? And like some other com- commentator said somewhere, um, I think on CNN, like it, it's, it's great to know that values matter, that decency matters, right? Yeah, yeah. As you, as you can just get ahead by lying all the time. Well, and as some of my more leftist friends will point out uh, very quickly, you know, Biden isn't completely innocent uh, on some of this. He has been a politician for a long time, but come on, Trump is a completely different level of just flat out reality denying lying. So these are all 
It didn't work in the end. I mean, look, the most egregious example is we're turning the corner on COVID, right? We're in the middle of the biggest spike yet. So my God, maybe we will have some progress on things as basic as COVID. <laughs> um, yes, the lying is over. The The lying is is freaking over, except for the lawsuits, maybe. <laughs> they got to keep <laughs> lying in the lawsuits. So the one thing I won't call it on is because they are exercising their right to the courts to go and make specious claims about trouble with the with the elections. Um, and they are specious claims, um, but they're going to run this thing into the ground. I'm still kind of worried that if it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court might engage in some judicial activism and throw them a victory. But my God, then things would go to the streets and uh, it would get pretty ugly. So as far as I understand, it's mostly about claims that it's all rigged because they haven't allowed outside observers, that is to say, the people who showed up, right, right. wearing MAGA hats. The random uh, people that showed right, up. The random yeah. people that showed up, the random outside observers um, to observe the counts, right? Right. But there are observers, right? There are bipartisan right. observers there. That's is that right. correct? Right. That is correct. Yeah. And some of their arguments hinge upon things like because of COVID restrictions, they had to be six feet away or, or 10 feet away, and therefore they couldn't observe properly. Oh, come on. I mean, come on, right? Everybody was working in this environment. You know, I've got a, I've got a strategy on this, though. I, I wonder why the Democrats, if they were as ruthless as the Republican Party, I think they should just like flood Ohio yeah. with specious claims. Flood right. all, all of the other states with exactly the same claims. Exactly. <laughs> right. And just gum the whole damn thing up. Yeah, exactly um, the same claims. Yeah. <laughs> so then, but in all if, the Republican jurisdictions. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> because, because those are all the same. You can make exactly the same argument, right? There are, bi yeah. there are bipartisan observers, but that's not sufficient. Because we would like random people who show up to also be allowed to observe. Uh, yes. Also, weren't these also streamed live to the internet? Some <laughs> of them some, were. Right, right, right. Yep. That was Some of them hard to, it's hard to distinguish all of those secret operatives uh, through a live stream. <laughs> yes. That is correct. But apparently yeah. the claims are that so that 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 votes that the vote that a, a vast number of those votes are illegal because they came in after election day. Um, then apparently they're claiming that a lot of the people the, of whom the votes were counted were already deceased. I think. All pretty weird and random claims, uh, specifically for those states in which Trump has lost. So that's oddly specific. And in many of these cases, the votes that are in dispute, and look, there are 140 million plus ballots that have been, that have been submitted. There are bound to be errors, right? Oh, yes, and, there are. And I'm things sure like there that are. in there. I'm sure you there can't are. run a system with 140 million examples. Oh, I'm sure there's errors and mistakes and things. I'm sure there's like 0.5% of the ballots that have gotten lost. Well, uh, there could I, be losses. I, right. I, I do not doubt it. I, I'm yeah. sure that there's another 0.25% of the ballots that have uh, been counted incorrectly, obviously. Yeah. Right? Because it's humans doing the counting. So it's but not going to be But the error rate perfect. is vanishingly small. But and this vanishingly decisive. small error rate also is randomly distributed. Mm. right all across yep. those states there might be some influences where certain state 
you know, it might not be completely random. So there might be some bias. It might be ununiform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's no reason to think that, you know, in the states that where Donald Trump has lost, there is more significant error than in other states. Like you, yeah. you need to prove that, right? You right. need to, right? You need to bring forth convincing evidence of this tampering. You can't just say it. It's and that enough. is where it stands at this point, as right. as far as anybody knows. Wh- where are the specific examples? Right? You can go to court, sure, but where are the specific examples? And I want to just say something about ballots coming in, quote unquote, after. This is the way it worked. So Trump spent months saying that mail ballots by definition are fraudulent, even though he in fact voted that way. But in fact, mail ballots have been used for years in all kinds of jurisdictions for balloting, sometimes called absentee, sometimes pure mail-in, doesn't matter. These have been used, they're fine. He spent months saying that by definition, mail ballots are fraudulent and told all of his people to go vote on election day. They listened. So on election night, the results that came in looked one way, but the ballots couldn't, the mail-in ballots could not be counted until election day, by the way, because many Republican legislatures in the states said so. They could not start processing these mail-in ballots until election day, and that takes time. It's not like you're plugging your ballot into a machine. These things need to be unwrapped, inspected, considered, and then tabulated. That takes more time, and they had more than ever before because of COVID, (laughs) because people didn't want to wait in line. So the ballots that got counted later were majority Democratic, majority Biden, the day of vote was majority Trump. And that's what's happening. And what they're trying to say is that anything that came in on election day, postmarked, by the way, election day, postmarked, yes, it comes in after because it's in the frickin' mail. Anything that comes in during that window still is a legit legal vote. It's yeah, a legal course. vote. Yes. You can't just randomly. The reason that it's breaking Democratic is because Democratic people are worried about COVID, and Trump told all of his people not to use vote by mail and to go in person. That's the reality of it. Personally responsible for creating this discrepancy, right? On election day. Yes. Um, Which, you know, if you think if you think about it, is pretty unethical in in the time of a global pandemic, right? Because you're basically throwing caution to the wind. You're inciting your voters to throw caution to the wind. And he was lying about mail-in voting. And he was lying about mail-in voting. And then Mm -hmm. subsequently, he finds it very suspect, right? And people on Twitter who believe in him also find it very suspect that the vote has, you know, that the count has changed after election day. Right. So that was the plan. That's a very short-term memory, right? That's a very, that's a very. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. How how yeah. smart do you have to, come on. It's, it's pretty easy, right? You create a situation and then you're surprised. That's right. That's a tough sell, man. But that's only if sell. they get alternate viewpoints. Only if, they, only if they get exposed to the information that I just presented, which many of them will not. Maybe that's the issue. Well, and then there's another stuff. I'm, I'm by no means uh, a fan of Hillary Clinton. Okay, let's let's be clear. I will um, join you in that. But she said something interesting during the 2016 uh, presidential uh-huh. debate. You know, every time Donald thinks things are not going in his direction, he claims whatever it is is rigged against him. 
the FBI conducted a year-long investigation into my emails. They concluded there was no case. He said the FBI was rigged. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. Uh, there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged against Should have gotten it. This, this is a mindset. This is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's funny, but it's also really troubling. It's funny, but it's also really troubling. I think I yes. agree. I think yeah. I agree. It was funny when he wasn't president, and then he became president. And then he became and really troubling. really troubling kicked in. So how can no one... And we're so still how, living it. <laughs> we're still living it. And yet no one saw this coming, right? Like somehow oh. the Trump supporters are like, oh my God, oh my God, what happened? I, I, I have but a pretty good idea. Right. I have a pretty good idea about what happened. I have a pretty good idea. Now, some of the like official support of Trump still to this moment, you know, I do want to say a lot of Republicans... Uh, not nearly enough, but a lot of Republican officials have come out and said, look, come on, th this is done. Um, this is how we have always called elections in the past, and it's done. Um, this level of evidence that we see from elections officials, and we have always trusted election officials, it's done. And they're calling for him to concede. Not nearly enough. Certainly not Mitch McConnell, uh, who could be the leader of the Senate again, uh, if a couple of elections in Georgia end up uh, shaping up the way that we probably suspect. Um, I personally have been uh, direct adding my representative here in Illinois saying, hey, 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 come on, when are you going to like speak up about this? Because he really hasn't. Um, yeah, not nearly enough of them have come out. And until they do, his supporters are just going to believe him. I, they need to hear from people that they trust that these claims are bullshit and not enough people that they would trust are saying it yet um so really the onus is on other republican leaders to to end this yeah end i agree i agree uh, I, I i mean we can't reasonably expect donald trump uh to all no. of a sudden not be a sore loser right this is just <laughs> right. not this is just not who he is this is completely unreal. man baby's gonna man baby hey man baby's gotta do and a man baby's gotta do man <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I get it, you know, but still, I mean, one would expect better if the president of the United States of America, but sure, he's not going to change, right? But I think no. that the that the GOP, you know, that 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 the people behind him, they need to they need to come forward. Yeah. And they need to say that this is over. Yeah. They and just we're, need and to we're do not, it. We're not seeing it. We're, and we're, I think if if those that do not, they they carry a a, a heavy responsibility. I think. Well, that's that is, where I come down on it. That is really, that is completely irresponsible. I can understand that, the, that, that Donald Trump doesn't concede yet, that he's having a hard time processing everything, that he's trying to jump through legal loopholes. I, 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 of course, I don't agree, right? Yeah. But I understand that he went golfing, and I get it. Right? <laughs> that's how he's been running the country for the last four years. That's how he's going to deal with him losing yeah. the elections. But... You know, there's there's real professional politicians behind him, right? Who are not speaking up. That's right, and that is troubling. Yes, 
Well, they're still kowtowing to uh, El Supremo, to the uh, to the Supreme Leader, um, which is uh, which is the danger we've been in for four years, and and hopefully this this spell will. will and that break and that is the soon. real danger, right? That is the real danger. Yes, because Donald Trump was an instrument, right? That's really the way I see it. He was an instrument serving the interest of the people who support him. I'm not talking about the people who, who voted for him. I was going right? to say, the yeah, there you go. <laughs> the people who, who, who support him politically and who, who quite frankly, encourage and facilitate right, all of his crazy-ass yes. behaviors and, assumably, reap the benefits. Well, and they got judges. Right, so, and they got uh, judges. Like the political project of Mitch McConnell has been to mm. uh, solidly put uh, conservative judges throughout the federal judiciary, but mm. primarily on the Supreme Court. Uh, and the motivator there, I guess, principally, has been overturning Roe v. Wade, which is what legalizes abortion nationwide here mm. in the United States, a court case um, that that set that precedent. Um, but of course, you know, conservative justices overall tend to be more business friendly. They're going to back their causes more broadly. Uh, and this has been the lifetime project of Mitch McConnell. And it has been a big reason that he has been, uh, willing to work quote unquote with this president. Um, and that system is in place now. Uh, they cram through, uh, judges uh, during the Trump administration. So that might be their window to start to back away from him, but not in sufficient numbers yet. Haven't mm. done it. I wonder what it Haven't takes. Haven't done it. Yeah. I, guess the, I, I, I guess it takes the Supreme Court to say, get out of here. Get yeah, maybe. Of here. Right. Yeah, they can refuse his cases. Right, they can. Right? They, can. they can refuse to take cases if they don't see a reason that it's their problem. Uh, and we'll see if they, if they if it, we'll see if it gets that far. And we'll see if they uh, make that decision. You know, speaking of courts, let's use that as a lead-in to perhaps one of the best moments of the entire campaign just coming in the last 24 hours here. If you didn't follow this, it was a bit obscure as to what was going on at first, and everyone had to put the pieces together over time. But it started with a tweet from President Trump saying that there would be a press conference uh, regarding the legal cases at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where these court cases are being um, submitted. Um, and so all the reporters, this was before the results were, the networks called the results. And so reporters naturally were like, oh, okay, there's a press conference regarding the legal cases with Rudy Giuliani. Um, so we should go to the Four Seasons. Well, it turns out that it, the Four Seasons is a famous hotel chain, of course, tend to have big conference centers. These are nice places, very high end. Um, then, no, 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 a clarification comes out later that it's actually at Four Seasons Total Landscaping <laughs> at a landscaping company. Uh, on the outskirts of Philadelphia. On the outskirts of Philadelphia. And so the reporters are like, oh, I, really? Okay, well, I guess we'll go there. So everyone shows up at Four Seasons Total Landscaping and they're standing there outside the building and you look across the street and there is a crematorium mm. and you look down the street and there's an adult bookstore and porn shop. Yeah, yeah it's right. It's the place right next to the dildo store. It's right there. Yes. <laughs> so this big press conference that they called that the president himself tweeted about something happened. 
someone blew it and mixed up the Four Seasons Hotel with the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Or your speculation was an intern was like, yeah, screw fuck these it. people. I'm done. <laughs> 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 oh, you want the Four Seasons, buddy? Yeah. I got your Four Seasons uh, right here. I, I got your back. I got them right here. And then the <laughs> and then the best thing happened, right? Like right before the press conference started and they announced the 30-minute delay, they called it. It was called that yes. Joe Biden won the election and the press started to back it up and leave. It yes. Was, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. <laughs> well, of course, Giuliani got pissed. Uh, right. and he's Which started, never happens. Never happens. No. He's a very no. collected individual. He started ranting. I do have one soundbite that I just want to play that, that's semi-serious. So here, let's, here's, here's right. this. Come on. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Networks don't get to decide elections. Courts do. Okay. Right. Uh, to bring that's it back well around to the courts. That's a well-known fundamental tenet of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> the role of courts in free elections. Is that what you're going to go with? The, the courts decide elections? Okay, good luck keeping the peace. Well, and then he, tweeted, uh, then he tweeted something along the lines of, let me know what you think happened, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, voter fraud. Well, I'll go and prove it in court. <laughs> this <laughs> then, is what Trump tweeted. No, Giuliani. And then oh, there was just, the, you know, the responses was all bots, you know, bots, 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 uh, bots. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this running joke, which has been going around on, uh, on Twitter where people are saying, I've had enough, you know, I've, I've, I was born in, in 90, it becomes weirder and weirder. I was born in 1810 and I, <laughs> I've been a registered voter for like over, over a hundred years and I've had it. I'm moving to Hawaii, finally leaving the United States of America. Yeah. Or, <laughs> there's. There's different <laughs> variants of this joke. I they move to Alaska or to Hawaii or you know to some or state. to the Free Republic of Texas. I don't right, know. E right, right, exactly. Yeah. Which is which I find <laughs> hilarious. So people are doing copy paste of this joke in, in response oh to all gosh. of these tweets, and some people don't get it. It's a joke, and they respond. It's endless. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. But I think. You know, but, I yeah, I do just have to say a little bit later. So uh, a key advisor, Corey Lewandowski of the Trump campaign did tweet out all great Americans in Pennsylvania use four seasons, total landscaping. They yeah, love they this country and are American patriots. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then four seasons, total landscaping tweeted something along the lines of, oh, what a day. Like first, we oh, had, <laughs> yeah, first we had, I don't know, manure deliveries or something like that. Like, they mentioned something completely banal that happens in the landscaping industry, and then this. Oh. And they posted a bunch <laughs> yeah. of pictures. <laughs> Stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> really, really great. But this does this does bring bring me to a more serious issue, right? Like, so all of these allegations are mostly well, they're completely. You know, it's not up to me to say if they're true or not, right? But they're highly, highly unlikely. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no evidence mm -hmm. being presented, at least in public. Right, it's just it's just people claiming something. Uh, right. There's a we have a lot of a priori knowledge. So there's there's a very high prior that this was going to happen because he's been announcing it. Right. Yes. We also know that it's consistent with his behavioral patterns in the past. Right, as per Hillary yes. Clinton. So there's a lot of information that we have. Right, that contextualizes these claims that tells us that it's most likely untrue. And he has signaled many times that he expects the Supreme Court and the justices that he put on it to decide this election. Right, and and, and he, he has, has explicitly said as mentioned, much. explicitly, explicitly yes. said, explicitly 
well, not said, but but you know, implied that he was appointing these judges for a good reason. Yes. Right. That that is sort of that's how that's him paying his due to for his second term. Right. These well, are all. He did explicitly say that he wanted Amy Cone, uh, Coney Barrett on the court for his election. Right. Great. That's just. And yes, fantastic. you had to read between the lines a little. <laughs> now, what I but, find troubling, right, is that there's a whole there, there's really many many people who buy this narrative, who completely buy into yes. this narrative, who believe it, who are who are retweeting, who are engaging with people who claim that Biden has probably won, right? And um, yeah. that's because the, the, the USA is still nation divided, right? Even, yeah. if, even if you look at the results. Okay, so, so it, 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 it's a record turnout. All right, yes. sure, it's a record turnout, but it's still a pretty close race. Right there's a there's a there's a there's a maybe a big delta now in terms of electoral votes, but that's because of the um, of 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 the electoral college system, right? Right. Um, by the way, we could talk about how to fix that, and I I think that you know not like just changing it on the state level and not implementing a winner take all system in the uh, uh, when attributing electoral votes, right, could be a good system. Yes. yes. Um, but that's just, I mean, it's still a nation divided, right? And, yes. and it's very easy to just say, okay, so now we're going back to normal again. And I saw some yes. video interviews with people uh, in the street saying, okay, we're going back to normal, but what is normal? What is normal oh, for boy. you, right? Because uh, for us, you know, we've been, you know, we've been suppressed like before Trump, like it wasn't be any better during Trump, but what's normal for you? Like we still want to see some progress. And this right. is of course a day of celebration which is great, but I do think that over the next four years that divide has to be addressed, right? Because otherwise yes. it's just a swing vote, right? It's just sort of, it's just a swing of the pendulum, right? And, and right. all the underlying problems are still in motion. Um, and there's a couple of, so I've heard different viewpoints um, on this over the last couple of days. Um, I wanted to run a soundbite by you, uh, mm. by, by Andrew Yang, and maybe we could use that to, to talk about some of these ideas that that are going around. Um, Former like, Democratic candidate. Yeah, He's yes. one of the people that competed against Biden. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I had that experience countless times on the trail, Don, where if I would say, hey, I'm running for president to a truck driver, retail worker, a waitress in a diner. And they would say, what party? And I say Democrat. And they would flinch. Like I'd said something really negative mm. or I just like I'd like turned another color or something like that. Uh, and there's something deeply wrong when working class Americans have that response to a major party that theoretically is supposed to be fighting for them. So you have to ask yourself, what has the Democratic Party been standing for in their minds? And in their minds, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, has taken on this role of the coastal urban elites who are more concerned about policing various cultural issues than improving their way of life yep. that has been declining for years. And so if you're in that situation, this to me is a fundamental problem for the Democratic Party because they, if they don't figure this out, then this polarization and division will get worse, not better. So there's a couple of there's a couple of things I would like to add to that, right? Because there's a lot of I've heard a lot of pushback on this. Uh, I've heard people say that's intellectual laziness, um, which I don't necessarily agree with. But there's but but there's a couple of there's a couple of things I would like to add. So first of all, this this divide that he mentions, right, versus the elite coastal areas and rural areas. That, that's that's true if you look at the map 
of uh, red state versus blue states. That is less true if you look at the distribution of votes within those states. Right? It, it, it becomes less of a coastal versus non-coastal issue, less of an elite versus non-elite issue. Um, and it's also interesting that Trump has been claiming during these elections that the Republicans are the working class party, mm -hmm. right? And, yep. and the party of, uh, of diversity. Um, so those are interesting claims. But I do think that there is, so I've, this pushback that I've been hearing, it's mostly from my European friends saying, okay, so this is, you know, a, a lot of people are saying this, but you, you know, it's probably not true. But I think like from the, having lived in the US and knowing a bunch of, you know, people who live there right now, right? And you living in Peoria, which is, you right. know, which I think is, you know, has a certain number of characteristics, right? You, you're not living in New York. You, nope. You're not in San Francisco. I think that there is definitely some sort of divide. It might not be coastal versus non-coastal. It might, might not be rural versus urban. But I think there is truth to the idea that it's working class versus elite. And it is something to do with this increasing inequality. Right, that with this idea yeah. that the Democrats no longer represent your best interest if you're against this increasing inequality. So immediately after the 2016 election, there was an argument that broke out in liberal leftist Democratic circles about what happened, right? And one camp settled thoroughly on how it was all white racism. It was pure bigotry. And another camp tried to argue that, no, it's economics. It's exactly what Andrew Yang was just talking about, that the Democratic Party has left behind the working class for the most part and has focused very much on the professional class uh, and, frankly, the top 10% of the economic ladder, right? They're trying to make all of those pe people happy and keep them in the party and just leaving the working class behind for the most part. Um, those became the two competing camps. Um, I personally am very much of the mindset that he is absolutely right. He's absolutely right that essentially the Democratic Party comes off as fraudulent to working class voters because what have you done for me lately is not an easy question party for the Democratic Party to answer. <laughs> right, and right, right. If you... If you, and to give some concrete evidence of the sort of thing that's taking place out there in the world, Florida in this election, Florida went for Donald Trump. Florida also passed a minimum wage of $15 per hour. So you are telling me a classic issue that has been bouncing around. There ain't, the Republican Party ain't advocating for a $15 an hour minimum wage. In a Republican state, that passed. My God, Democratic Party, embrace the economic issues that are affecting most Americans. Another one that came up are trade. Why was he able to leverage globalization and trade so effectively? This used to be a Democratic issue. When the Democratic Party was run more by unions, they're like, hey, we are going to be thrown into international competition unfairly because those people don't have high wages. They don't have environmental protections. They don't have these things. The, the union left sector of the Democratic Party was absolutely right. And now the Democratic Party is paying the price for jumping onto globalization, accusing those people of being anti-globalist Luddites, accusing them of being protectionists. That stuff plays in Ohio. 
and Trump came in as their as their savior and spoke their language. And Democrats walked away from that language and created a globalization scheme, supported the creation of a globalization scheme that threw many American well-paid workers under the bus. Right, right. Does racism exist? Absolutely. I believe it is enhanced when you make people economically desperate because they look for people to blame. So the fact is, is we have a class war. We do. And the Democrats have not been forceful advocates for the Americans that are losing in that class war. And I think he's absolutely right. I'm, I'm on board. I, I, I'd vote for Andrew Yang. And that's, oh yeah, <laughs> me too. But, and, and that's not just, you know, that's not, that's not a racial issue, right? Because there's, no. there's this class war, because one could be tempted to think, yeah, but sure, but, but, but certain, F, you know, people from certain ethnic backgrounds are the ones who suffer most, but that's something. That, that, so that's, this is true. Yeah, but that's something that you don't necessarily find in some of these rural places, right? Because rural the diversity tend is, to be is, very poor, right? Yeah, all of them. So FDR, my political hero in Democratic Party politics and American politics, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. A signature program of his was to raise Appalachia. Appalachia is the poor white areas you might call it coal mining country or whatever you might call them hillbillies this is the area in the eastern zone around the appalachian mountains Uh, his goal was to bring electricity and running water and the perks of society in 1930s and 40s america to this area that had been left behind in basically third world conditions yet another Um, communist i cannot believe it bill uh yes of course and they did yeah they, they for sure labeled him that way but he focused on poverty now yes blacks were still under jim crow they didn't have nearly the same rights all those battles were to come uh but the fact is is we can focus on class issues and capture everybody capture minorities in that in that focus capture poor whites in that focus uh, do real things for real people. And the Democratic Party could choose that. And they don't, because they tend to be uh, run by people who are friendly to wealthy interests uh, and the many forms that right, takes. Right, right. Yes, 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 absolutely. How was what Andrew Yang said intellectually lazy? What was intellectually lazy about that? So I've heard some people say that um, to to paint this as a contrast between the intellectual elites or the coastal elites and the rest of the country um, is, oh. is... Well, on the cultural stuff. Right, yes. So I think it, it, it's more a critique on the cultural stuff. But I think, I think that's fundamentally not what he's referring to. I think he's referring to... No, I don't to think it is at all. The yeah. enormous economic divide. And I think, you know, this is, this is a phenomenon that you see everywhere, right? Also across Europe, that people who were traditionally mm. voting for social democratic parties um, have turned, you know, often turned their backs on them in certain elections because they felt that these parties didn't have their backs, right? In the, within the yeah. context of rising inequality. Because in earlier decades, right, before uh, the overhaul of the tax systems, here we go again with our communist, you know, uh, propaganda uh, I know. Be- before the tax systems were overhauled and uh, progressive uh, tax schemes were starting to be 
get undermined, right? And we were paying more taxes on dividends and we were paying more taxes if we were, you know, just on, on wealth. Um, yep. you know, these, you know, the inequality wasn't as pronounced and people felt that these parties represented their best interest. And after that, you know, the whole neoliberal movement sort of undermined all of these, all of these things, which didn't really matter, I feel, because of growth, right? So rising tide raises all boats, right? right. So you might not be, um, you know, you might not be as well off as, as uh, the guy who is 10 times as rich as you, but you're, you know, you're still pretty well off. You're you're still better off than you were before, right? You still bought a home, right? Right. That you're, which you're paying your mortgage on. You still have a car, right? So you're doing pretty well. You're richer than your parents were, right? I think right. that's. I think that was a big thing as well. You you were doing better than your parents were, right? That was like well, a that was a big thing. And now there's a generation who is doing who is much poorer off, who is much worse off than their parents right. were, and who cannot imagine. To, to one day own a home. And you cannot right. imagine to buy their own car, right? That's, that's real. Yes. And, and I think it's playing with fire. You know, part of what, uh, part of Biden's pitch has been to restore the soul of the nation. And on the lying and character issues, I, I'm with him. I, I, I get it. I get the project that we're trying to do there. Uh, but if this is supposed to be a restoration of everything that went before, if this is supposed to be an Obama administration three, I think we're playing with fire. At least in the U.S. context, there's a reason we're having all these change elections, and it's because our political economy is failing most Americans. And so we're lurching. We're, 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 we're trying to send messages that people are desperate. And if we don't fix that desperation, if we don't get serious about it, I think... Like my greatest fear is in four years, we actually have a smart Donald Trump, <laughs> a non-man baby Donald Trump. Um, well, we have the, the technology in the world could we be can in build trouble. <laughs> What's yeah. that? We, we can build him? <laughs> we have the technology. We can build him. Well, if the biotech comes in, can we, can we like, we could breed him. I, I don't know. They could probably fix the color. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. There's so much science can do these days. No, but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I I think you're right, and uh, I think there's. I'm worried. You, you know, of, of of course the thing is, and that's what I liked about Biden's acceptance speech as well. So he he's 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 promoting unity, right? He's saying I'm going to be everyone's yeah. president and everything. I think that's really important, and it's very easy to sort of brush Trump voters, you know, off and and, and say, okay, so they're crazy, they're responsible, but you cannot you cannot just ignore. Millions and millions and millions of people, right? No, you can't. That's the, right. that, that, that means that obviously, right, there's, there's, there's you know, so, well, there's reasons these people voted for Trump, right? And they're not, right. they're, they're not all stupid. They're not all irresponsible individuals. Right. Um, but that can be sometimes difficult to do, I think, to really try to understand what, what drives that segment of the population. Well, first of all, because clearly they're, very often people who are in different circumstances or from different backgrounds than yeah. you or I, right? So it, it might be difficult for us to understand. And also that the people that we personally know who happen to be pro-Trump are not cases. So it doesn't, it doesn't help, <laughs> right? No, I mean, I, I mean I'm serious. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So just to mention, you know, anecdotally, uh, just to mention another Singaporean 
a friend I have here, not the one I mentioned earlier, who mm. now is all over all of these uh, all of these uh, uh, allegations by Trump and Giuliani, right? Saying that people need to know the truth. Um, and there's a whole bunch of French people that I know as well who are, who are now claiming that Biden is a pedophile, right? And, oh no! And, and, okay. And they're and they're sharing this video of him sniffing some kid's hair. He's a grand. Yeah. Okay, he's a grandparent, and and kids smell delicious. I mean, obviously, <laughs> especially the grandparents. <laughs> right? It's not. I I don't think he's been raping children on the lowdown. You know, I don't think no. that, I don't think that's a thing. But so it doesn't help that all of these people appear to be complete nut jobs, the ones that we right. know personally, right? Yes. Or or like just you know, I'm I'm not saying this is a complete nut job, but you know, someone who we both know did did you know just sort of uh, imply today on a on a chat that we're both in that Harris has big plans, like ominously he sort of dropped and that that's bomb, it. big plans, and that's it, right? So that that has conspiracy thinking like written yeah. all over it. Right, so that doesn't help, but there's real issues. There's real underlying issues, right? There's there's real reasons why people are voting for Trump. Well, and we know for a fact that the Trumpism, Trump, the Trump movement, uh, is shot through with conspiracy thinking. Uh, we've discussed QAnon on earlier on the show, and it, I mean, this is just. I'm not even going to go into the details. It's just batshit conspiracy-minded thinking. You have to be so open to such crazy conclusions to even delve into it uh, that it's just shot through mm. uh, with conspiracy thinking. And you know, and Trump feeds it. He feeds into it. And Q signs showed up at his rallies and his events. So yes, there's a whole group of people who are not rational <laughs> they're just conspiracy-minded thinkers and i don't quite know what to do with that group of people but that is not all trump voters but i'm sure there, that i'm sure not i'm sure there's people like that on both sides right to be oh honest. well there's like some, for sure oh yeah 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 for sure but it's the energy is on the right right now yeah the craziness is pretty widespread but there's how energetic the craziness is and the fact is, is all of the crazy energy. Is well, I think I think in the Q space. To be right honest, now, to be honest, Trumpism. To be honest, so that is we've talked about this last week. I think that for me is the divide, right? That comes with more relativism. So you get dogmatism and complete mm -hmm. nutcases on the one hand, right? And you get um, and you get uh, nihilism on the other end. So I I think that on the right, it's probably the extreme uh, the extreme cultural left. Right. Uh, yeah. Who think that everyone's a racist, uh, right. and 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 that the USA yes. is a tyrannical is a tyrannical patriarchy, and that yes. and that you know and that and, and and that Biden is anti-transgender, and you know that that's very much all of that also has up to very large extents depends on who you talk to, right? And it's much more yes. difficult to pinpoint because the ideas are so. The ideas are so decent, right? So, so the principles on which some of these ideas are built are laudable because they're yes. built on the notion of inclusiveness, right? Equality, right? These are all Equality. laudable ideas, but saying that every white person is a racist because of right. because of the you know because of the sins of his forefathers is insane. So, I think there's yes. there's a lot of conspiracy 
minded people in that camp on the on the left on the yes. in the democratic camp so i i think you do see it on on both sides um i would agree around all of that um well, what do we cultural seems like not specific enough of terminology to get at what we're getting at but um i agree i i am critical of like concepts of microaggressions um i think things like let's take white privilege i do think white privilege exists um in the sense that like i i saw it most keenly in asia actually where oh yeah if, for sure uh, if you are a white person traveling in say a southeast asian country uh, you get a break, right, in many ways that the Southeast Asians living in those countries don't, in fact. Uh, so those kinds of white privileges exist. Now, if you turn around and you say to a low-income white worker who's just getting by, your white privilege is the problem, to tie it back to the economics. Right, right. They're going to look at you like you're batshit crazy. Right. What are you talking about? Right. I am not privileged. I am just fucking getting by. Well, it's you're racist. What? I mean, look, there are genuine racists. I've known them living here in central Illinois. They have been quite open with me uh, <laughs> saying things like, I, this is white privilege, right? They feel comfortable and can oh, relax around God, you. Yeah. I've had more than one person say, yeah, I don't like black people. Mm. I've had that living here. Right. It's like, wow, what the hell? Really? You're just going to flat out assume I'm as bigoted as you well, are? Well, th so that, you yeah. got to diffuse that stuff, right? You got to you got to somehow get those people <laughs> not thinking so I mean bigoted. that is really But that just is... turning around and being the solution calling everyone right. racist That's... and saying that they all have equal amounts of white privilege and that it doesn't work. It's it's a blunt instrument yeah. that is not going to win the day. Yeah, it's not going to fix anything for sure. No. But I get it. I and get then it. rioting doesn't help. But I think that <laughs> I, I think that as things move forward, right? Because I, I think that it does push people in power to take equality and systemic racism more seriously. Yes. Right? So I think that is a good side effect. I I, yeah. I, ex I explicitly call it a side effect though. I don't think mm. that is what these people are really fighting for, to be completely mm. honest. I think there's only so much you know, some of these ideas are so extreme that I believe a large portion of the people supporting them don't actually take them that seriously, right? It's more about, oh, out, it's more about outrage than it's about really promoting these ideas. Um, but I do think that it's very, very meaningful if it, pushes the, if it pushes the political class to take these issues more seriously. The fact that Biden spoke about systemic racism in his, accept, in his right. acceptance speech is great. The fact that uh, Harris is vice president is fantastic. <laughs> right yep just fantastic i think it's great yep uh, so i think that is something to be celebrated right that is something to be celebrated and this is a day of celebration i i completely agree uh, and you know systemic racism it depends on how you define it look people black people face disproportionate police violence they do <laughs> and that is systemic because police seem to be incapable of rooting this out. And it is absolutely un-American that any group, because of their racial identity, should be subject mm. to police violence more than other groups. That is systemic. Now, 
That's one I clearly see. I don't know how people define systemic racism more broadly than that, but even if you have a, a statistic as basic as that, it needs to be fixed. And you're right. If that issue gets taken seriously, yes. <laughs> well, yes. They're, and they're clearly overrepresented in the for-profit uh, prison system, right? Yep. Uh, so there's very, very big issues, obviously. Disproportionate sentencing, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I calling it. everyone racist? That's a little bit know. it's a little bit racist. <laughs> Just <gonna be> like, <laughs> well, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit racist. Right? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't <laughs> Right. Right. All right, man. I think I think wow. I think we're gonna skip the good news because there's so much of it. Uh, I think it's yeah, all Biden, 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 know. Biden. But I do have one quote that I would like one little soundbite that I would like to end oh, this on. Oh, let's hear it. Here we go. You know, I think what the president needs to do is, frankly, put his big boy pants on. He needs to acknowledge the fact that he lost, and he needs to congratulate the winner, just as Jimmy Carter did, just as George H.W. Bush did, and, frankly, just as Al Gore did. Come on, Donnie, put in your big boy pants. Come on, That's do it. That's what we want. <laughs> that is what we want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the good music, the good news music, because of big boy pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best pants. God, I love them. They really are. I resisted for years putting mine on, but I finally did too. Donnie. Well, the wife loves it when I wear those pants. D she does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, look who's a big boy today. Putting on his yeah. big boy pants. Oh. You know, there's a great video going around of uh, where they want to, they show Trump bouncing around on a ball with some toddlers and they try <laughs> to make him share the ball and he throws no, a tantrum no. out. <laughs> I'll try to dig that one up. I love it. All right, man. All right. Thanks, Nikolai. Thanks. Have a good week. You too. Talk soon.